Welcome back to another uh, session of Checking In. And in studios with me today, I have Lucas Griffin with Secure Right Mobile Storage. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Lucas. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite. You ha went to Okanagan College. You got your Bachelor of Business Administration here. Correct, yeah. Uh, I want to back up a little bit before you chose that path. Can you, can you tell me uh, about your, your growing up or your family? Were, did you have exposure to entrepreneur uh, parents? You know, that's, that's interesting and I love talking about my childhood because it was, it was an amazing childhood. Um, we actually grew up in about an, I grew up in a 900 square foot home in West Kelowna, just a tiny little four bedroom. It was a shack. Um, and my parents were the best parents anyone could ever want. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom because she wanted to be there when we got home from school and wanted to be there for us. Um, and then my dad was blue collar, so he drove a garbage truck and then I forget how old I was, he started a landscaping company. So the answer is yes, I was exposed to business ownership, but I was exposed to the hard side of it. So my dad is not a business person. He didn't enjoy the business side and he didn't make a lot of money. So there was one year where his total billing was $16,000 and we were a single income family. And so I was exposed to business, but my dad would never claim to be a business person, doesn't enjoy it. So it's, it's actually ironic that I kind of went down the road of, of business and entrepreneurship. But my parents saw that in me and fostered it in as I wanted to be a dentist. I'm going to be a dentist. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Lucas, you have this, this people business flair. Have you ever thought business? And so in grade 10, my focus started shifting a little bit that way. And by that time, I already had my own little landscape business on the side. And, and uh, so then I did the first the diploma at Okanagan College and then went on to do the four year. Um, so I was exposed to business as a child, but the hard side of business. Mm, that's mm -hmm. interesting. So there's a question coming up. I'm going to come back to that then. Uh, I find that so fascinating. So you go to college, you graduate. Now you need to do something. Uh, you didn't, and again, you know, when you've got a, um, a dentist, the children usually become dentists. When you've got someone that's in hotel, motel, the children usually follow those paths. So you, you, dad has landscaping company, you have a landscaping company, and then you don't do landscaping. So now I'm curious, you graduate, you lift your head up, you take a look around. How did you decide? Uh, that it was secure, right? Yeah, well, I didn't right away. So um, just to fill in a few years there, I graduated from Okanagan College with my BBA and graduated with distinction. Lots of hard work there too. And one of the things that I did learn from my parents is hard work is mm. important. And mm -hmm. I would say that's one of the things that I tell other people starting out is it's going to be hard. You're going to have to be willing to do the dirty work it doesn't just happen there's very few like accidental success stories mm -hmm. out there most success stories that i know and that i chat to the people behind it's just a whole lot of hard work so i worked hard in university graduated in 2000 
Um, I actually traveled to Venezuela, to South America. I have an uncle there and I wanted to do some mission work and, and just do something different before I started working. Then when I came back, I worked with Dave McLean of McLean Group Marketing. No yeah, way. for four years actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, part of it was I didn't want, I didn't have an idea of what business to launch and I really wanted to learn real life business. I would joke with somebody else's money. Like I didn't want to take the plunge before I had some experience. So I had two years of experience at Mark Anthony Sellers Mission Hill Winery while I was okay. in college and did a really neat project for them um, and ended up saving them about a million dollars per year in logistics. So that was really, really fun. And then Venezuela came back, worked for Dave for four years. And that was such good experience because what I what a got, wonderful mentor. Oh, great mentor and got to be exposed to a lot of different areas, finance, HR, project management. Yeah. And a lot of what I did there, I use still on a daily basis. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're four years with Dave, then what? So four years with Dave, married um, after year three, so in 2003. And my wife and I are just looking for the right idea at the right yeah. time. Um, we knew we wanted to start a family soon. We had just bought a house, so we had just, 2004, we have a mortgage. Um, we're both working, no problem, but we couldn't see a way forward in this market with um, being able to be a single income family. Well, because and my that's, wife wanted to stay so home with the kids. I'm trying to think, 98, 99, uh, the province is in recession. There's a lot of, lots of um, couples that have single income, not by choice, because there mm -hmm. aren't jobs here. Okay. So 2004, we're starting to see recovery in the province, but it's still not what it is today. Totally. And, and so, yeah, there's the two of us working and uh, our, uh, the house that we had had a hot tub and we would go out there and that was where we would brainstorm and come up with business ideas. And so we had some really cool ideas that we explored and then realized, no, the timing's not right, the concept's not right. And as we're on this journey looking for the right idea at the right time, like I'm, I'm a big believer in you can actually have the right idea at the wrong time or your timing can be perfect, but the idea sucks. So it's gotta be the right idea at the right time. Yeah. And so we were really on this journey looking for that. And uh, all of a sudden the idea of self-storage was presented to us by my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, Lucas, you can build this facility, fill it up with renters. And uh, he, was a, he was a preacher and he's like, and you can come preaching with me and you, you won't ever have to work again once so he obviously had no idea what the business side looked like, but we started all of a sudden thinking storage and realized very quickly, I've already told you I don't come from money and that that self-storage industry, you have to come to it with money. Um, and so we, we kind of gave up on that idea, but then the idea of mobile storage came along and um, we started researching trends in the States in this industry and there were already publicly traded companies doing what we do. And so I put on my Bachelor of Business Administration yeah, hat and I did a full on business plan and cash flow projections and tons of research and thought, you know what, there's something here. And so that's how the idea was born and how we came to 
you know, I don't know how far you want me to go, but there's there's more to the story. But that's how we came to the the, the mobile storage industry. So you do up the business plan. Uh, you you think you have something, but again, this is a sector and industry. Correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know. So if this is 2004 five that you five you bring the company to life, is like can you lift your head up and look around in your backyard here anywhere? And by here I mean either province, Canada, of somebody else that's doing this, or is this pretty new? These are new. Yeah, great observation. So. Yes, there was one company doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we saw what they were doing. We saw there's some success here. Other than them, it was a brand new industry. In it, I shouldn't say brand new, but the way we do it was brand new. And I would say Secure Right has even molded what mm -hmm. the industry looks like. Mm -hmm. So for example, they used to be called sea cans or shipping containers. and they would be for job sites and commercial applications only. Mm -hmm. And we came to the market saying, well, there's such a wider application here. Let's use new containers that look good. Let's go after residential market as well as commercial construction industrial. Well, let's just widen the net a little bit mm -hmm. and let's really put a, a professional flair to a really rough industry. And so even, even the company that was in the market at the time, as we progressed, you saw them totally up their game. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can't take all the credit, but we have really seen that industry rise to a level of professionalism and popularity like nobody saw it coming. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. So, uh, logistically, I mean, you don't just phone somewhere in Canada or anywhere in North America and just get these shipping containers. Like, you actually had to source them from overseas. How on earth did you navigate, no pun intended, <laughs> how did you navigate that water? How yeah. did you know who to call, what to, like were you scared to death on your first order? A hundred percent. Yeah, and especially if if you want to know what money I was using to launch the company. I do actually, okay. if you'll share, yeah. I do want to. Okay, so because capital is always one of the biggest challenges mm -hmm. to starting. So let's, um, let's maybe talk about capital mm -hmm. and then I'll come back to the okay. question of sourcing because okay. that's kind of the order it happened in. Okay. So um, we, here we are. My wife is making thirty-two thousand a year. I'm making thirty-eight thousand a year. Back in two thousand four into two thousand five, and we have we're paying the bills. We're fine, um, but we don't have capital to start a business. And so I put together this really good business plan, and I'm like, in my naivety, I'm like, well, I'll just go to the bank and and uh, just get a loan. And so we approached a, a few banks and then we, we went to BDC and we've worked with BDC a lot since and they're amazing for the role that they fill in our Canadian mm -hmm. banking industry. Mm -hmm. But at that point in time with no equity and no record in history, BDC actually turned us down. And mm -hmm. so, um, and I'm not trash talking no. them because they are amazing and they, they, are. they have worked Agreed. with us so much at the right times in our right. growth. But in the beginning, they turned us down and that was a bit of a wake up call for me. And so tried a few other banks, ended up at uh, our credit union, Interior Savings Credit Union, mm -hmm. and um, found an account manager who 
loved our story, loved the business plan, really caught the vision of what I was presenting and trying to do. And uh, so she's like, Lucas, I'll go to bat for you, but this could be difficult. Comes back and says, you know what, Lucas? No, it's too new. Um, it, we don't even understand this industry. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying you're gonna get a shipping container and rent it to someone. Where do you get it? Who's gonna rent it? Like we just don't get it. And so she said, listen, if you can get $70,000 in love money, that was going to be our first 20 containers. If you can get 70,000 from an angel investor or love money, um, then show me what you can do with that. And I think I can go to bat for you after that. So that night, my wife and I, we used to go to my parents' house every Tuesday night for dinner. And I'm just sharing what happened in the day and disappointed that, you know, we've been yeah. turned down by BDC, been turned down by Interior Savings and uh, just sharing the news. And my parents, they had one financial goal in life, and that was to be mortgage free. They had achieved that goal two months, three months before I started down this journey. So their house is paid for. They're not wealthy, but they, they, they have their house is paid for financial goal met. So I'm sharing this and they're like, well, Lucas, we'll lend you the money. I'm like, you guys don't have the money. What are you talking about? They're like, we'll remortgage our house. And I, and I, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, but you just finished paying it. Like, this is your one goal and you've just reached it. They're like, Lucas, we believe in you. I was we know you will do fine and I'm like but guys like nine out of ten businesses fail like I, I just don't know I think this is a good plan but they're like Lucas you got this we'll go see the bank and uh, they did remortgage their house and actually financed the first 70,000 and took us to 120,000 and um, crazy you know, if, if you met my parents, that was a huge risk for them. Huge. And, um, but they just believed in me, believed in the concept and, and uh, were willing to support me. So we, that first $70,000, we bought five containers, rented and sold them, bought five more, rented and sold them, bought five more. And so less than two months later, I'm back at Interior Savings. And I'm like, okay, so you told you me- You proved out the model. Yeah, you told me to prove out the model. I've done that. In fact, I have five customers waiting for containers that I don't have and I need financing to buy them. And Deirdre's like, what? I think there may have been some expletives there because she was so shocked in a good way. Yeah. And she went back to her manager and a loan was approved. And for our first quarter million dollars worth of inventory, Interior Savings was there for us. After that, BDC bridged the gap and, and now RBC has taken us to a whole new level. Yeah. That is an incredible story. And I was going to say to you, I've never heard, I come from the banking industry and I know how difficult it is, just the banking industry in general for entrepreneurs. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. We, we uh, guarantee, we put our houses up, we, we put our children's college and university um funds at risk like we've sacrificed we do and i've never ever ever heard the term love money hmm. and if that is not the best definition i've ever heard because it truly was given from your mom and dad with absolute uh love and undeniable uh belief in you 
and what you were going to do. And you know, this isn't me saying that every parent should do that for their child because it was a huge risk. Um, but they, they just knew this was, this was what I was built for. And mm -hmm. they had heard enough about the concept and they had enough faith in just my work ethic. Um, that they were willing to do it, but it, it was still a huge risk. Yeah. So I'm so thankful for great parents that support us. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you come into market in 2005, you prove it, you prove that you've got an idea and we, we only fast forward two years later and you already get a nod from the community, from the Kelowna Chamber of Commerce, your secure rights recognized as a rising star in 2007. So that's uh, confirmation and affirmation that, that you're, you're getting the nod, you've got something, keep going. Uh, what was that like for you to be recognized in front of your peers in the community so early, Lucas, two years in? What was that like? Yeah, well, and I, I, it was exciting and I got the tingles just, just thinking back to that moment. So um, the Rising Star Award specifically is for a business that shows promise of quick growth and future success. So they're kind of looking at how far you've come in mm -hmm. early days. And mm -hmm. so we were really honored by that award and, and thankful. And um, that, was, that was a massive moment for us because you know you put your head down and you're working hard you're trying to please customers you're trying to find containers and again where do you get those and the research i had to do and the scare i had when the first five i bought didn't show up but thankfully the supplier was a supplier of integrity and actually refunded my money my first fifteen thousand almost disappeared oh. yeah so um so all of that hard work paying off and, and then the community realizing, man, this, this young guy has passion. Mm -hmm. He works his butt off. He has a good reputation still after two years in the marketplace and, and he's going places. It, it was phenomenal. And so I still remember, I was just looking at a picture of it the other day. We had my first employee there, my first, well, my first two and our first delivery driver my parents and my wife, the six of us. And uh, I, I mean, smiling from ear to ear. Mm. And, and it's not all about, it's not about the award, it's not about the trophy, it's about the recognition that our hard work is paying off. Mm -hmm. we're, we're getting somewhere, we're going somewhere, and people recognize that we're on an amazing trajectory. And um, by the end of last year, 14 years in, and I know I'm, I'm going ahead, mm -hmm. but we had, our number was 4,168% growth in the first 14 years. And um, so it, it's been a journey and it's been scary and exciting and amazing all at the same time. Yeah. There's a, a shelf in your office for your awards, I'm sure, because you, you got the rising star in 2007. You, uh, placed and got to take the stage again in 2013 being recognized for small business uh, of the year award through the chamber and then and and that's a big deal that's important love it but your 2019 award that was uh, the civic award through the city of Kelowna for community uh, corporate community 
of the year. Mm -hmm. What was that one like? That was, that was incredible because our company values, one of them is giving back to the communities we serve. And so we try for it to be very natural. We try to give as much as we can. Um, and a lot of times you're, you're doing stuff behind the scenes. So volunteering at the Kelowna food bank, stuffing hampers, um, not a lot of people know you're doing that, but there's my team every year sacrificing an evening. And, and I mean, that's minor. This is just one example, but you, you don't know if anyone's noticing and you're not even really doing it to get noticed. You're doing it because you want to help because you want to give back because it's the right thing. And so an award like this civic award, when we took the stage in April, 2019, um, it was vindication isn't the exact right word, but it was vindication that all of the hours and containers we had donated and initiatives that we have been part of, all of it had been noticed mm -hmm. and was being recognized and in this moment was being celebrated. And it was just a total honor and delight to accept that award. and it's actually fueled our fire to do more for mm -hmm. our communities. And um, so um, this week or next, the United Way is loading a bunch of car seats in a unit mm -hmm. in our yard that we just give to them free of use for their campaign, um, Pathways Abilities Society. They've been overwhelmed with donations of bottles and different things that they sort and sell to create mm -hmm. funds. Um, so we're just delivering this week two units to Trinity Baptist parking lot where they'll be filling them. And, and so we just, that recognition fueled our fire. We're like, you know what? We can do more. We want to do more. And through COVID, we were actually looking for opportunities, like proactively, not even mm -hmm. waiting for them to come, mm -hmm. but reaching out saying, hey, nonprofit, this organization, if, if you need help for initiatives or if you're trying to help your greater community, how could Secure Right be a part of that? And so it was fun and I'm so proud of my team because now they've, they've picked up that value and they're just running with it, yeah. So knowing you for the years that I have in community or in, in Kelowna, when I think Secure Right or I think Lucas, I do think community. Cool. So that that is uh, the, the, the delivery of a brand and its values. So you've done that. Uh, when, when we go back to 2005, like were you sitting in a boardroom going, I want to be known for community or did it through natural, like uh, passion and giving just through your natural traits and, and, and passion for helping and people did it come along and then you lifted your head up and went hey we do community hey was it was it intentional or was it just natural and you and you you saw it come to life great question so no it was not a strategic decision mm -hmm. um it was not you know being a good corporate citizen is good for business it, it wasn't that and one of the phrases from Dave McLean actually that stuck with me was prosperity for purpose. Mm, and and mm -hmm. so, you know, he, he talks about and, and I totally mm -hmm. bought into the philosophy that 
hey, I mean, back in, even now, I don't consider myself like wealthy, prosperous, but it's when you have means to help, use them to help. So this prosperity and success for purpose. And I really bought into that. The other background that I have is, is, is I'm a very strong Christian mm -hmm. and the Bible is very clear that you should serve others. And so, you know, I hope that's part of my DNA and I want to, I want to serve. And so even in 2005, six, seven and beyond, we were doing these things just to serve because mm -hmm. it's what mm -hmm. we're called to do. Mm -hmm. And so natural isn't really the right word. So mm -hmm. it was a, it was a decision that I made, but it was made from the aspect of serve others rather than this is good business. Mm -hmm. But as we know, people love supporting companies who are involved in their community. And so it's part of our ethos for the right reason, but mm -hmm. it's, it's also been, been good for us to get recognition like the 2019 award and, and just for people like you knowing, you know what, Lucas, Secure Right, they're there for the community. Mm -hmm. And so we try to be, we say yes as much as possible. We, we can't say yes always. And that's, that's the struggle for me. I want that's to say hard. yes, it is. but we can't do everything. And so we just try to pick our values with organizations that align with our mm -hmm. values mm -hmm. and that really have a, a need that, that mm -hmm. we can meet. Mm -hmm. And we have storage containers. So it's amazing how many organizations are like, we need that. Um, and so we have, we have units all over at different not-for-profit and, and different community organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 2020 is your milestone. Mm -hmm. It's a milestone for you. It's 15 years uh, you've been running Secure right in, in this community. Uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. Again, you're, you're a numbers guy. You know not many people make it to mm -hmm. year five. Not many businesses do, so congratulations you. on your 15 years. And um, uh, this year, you were approached to be the title sponsor for Best of Kelowna, and it appealed to you. Can you give me an idea of why it mattered that you wanted to be involved with the celebration of the Best of uh, businesses in the community. It was it was a no-brainer because it was celebrating excellence in business. Mm -hmm. And you know me a little bit, and those that know me know that I am passionate about excellence. Whatever I do, I want it to be done well. Um, and so, when there's an award like the Best of Kelowna, celebrating the best business in each category. To me, it was a natural alignment for Secure Right mm -hmm. and a natural alignment for one of our core values is excellence. We have seven core values and one mm -hmm. is excellence. And so that just translates into everything we do, whether it's the way we deliver a container, the way we build a washroom, the way we treat a customer, we want it to all be done with excellence. So for us to be able to be the title sponsor for Best of Kelowna Awards and celebrate that same value in other businesses, it was it was a no-brainer and we we were delighted to be part of it well, i know yeah. i know Kelowna now was thrilled i was thrilled to have have you guys on as the title sponsor this year thank you um in the 15 years was there a time or was there a 
sometimes that you, because it's hard when you're in the trenches in business and you're trying to meet payroll and you're trying to make good business decisions, was there a time that you had doubt or um, you were so close to having that conversation around, you know, maybe this isn't it. Let's try something else. So the short answer is yes. And I think any entrepreneur I've ever talked to has been at that point. But there is something in entrepreneurs that keeps going mm -hmm. even when the obstacles seem insurmountable. And a book mm -hmm. has been written and it's called Grit. And the female author of this book, an amazing lady, um, talks about, uh, all, she interviews a bunch of entrepreneurs because she's looking for what is the thread that defines all of these entrepreneurs. There has to be... I started that book. It's good. It's great. Apparently I have to finish it. And, okay. and her summary is grit. Entrepreneurs do things that nobody else is willing to do. They hang on longer than anyone else is willing to hang on. And it's just sheer grit. And there have been many times in, in the 15 and a half years where the only thing that kept me going was grit. Was grit. Yeah. You wonder, how am I going to get this all done? How am I hit with so many <laughs> obstacles all at once? How am I going to get over this? But you just stick with it. You focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Your work ethic, mm -hmm. your integrity, your grit has brought you to this point, and you just, you just double down, mm -hmm. and you just keep, keep going. But it, it's it's not fun, and not many people have that grit factor. Mm -hmm. And um, it's I don't even know if you can. I don't even know if you can train it. It's something within a, a group of people that just do it because Persevere. they know they have to. Yeah. And so I remember the first one was actually November 2005. So we've just had this successful run up to our first 40 rental units in the field. And there is some seasonality to our business, but because it's year one, I didn't know what the trends were, what the seasonality was. and. November, all of a sudden I'm getting calls and I'm excited because I'm expecting to rent or sell another container. And it's those first customers returning their containers, right? Because rentals, it's we have a one month minimum beyond that. Mm -hmm. You have it as long as you need it. You return it when you want. And so all of a sudden those first returns are coming back. And there was one of them and I'm like, oh shoot, okay, got to get that back out. And then there was two and then there was three, four, five. I think at five, I actually called my accountant, my friend at the time, still my friend, but my accountant at the time, Steve Burns, and I'm like, Steve, Steve, um, what do I do? What do I do? And he's like, well, Lucas, you know, do you have a backup plan? You know, what's worst case scenario? What if these all come back? What's your backup plan? Are you going to move the rental fleet? Are you going to sell the units? Like, he, he's like, he didn't know either. We're we're so new in the industry, yeah. year one, and and. Uh, I just decided I've just got to hunker down. So if mm -hmm. I have five returns, I better find five new rentals. So I was already crazy. doing maybe yeah. outbound sales calls yeah. and visiting job sites. I'm like, I have to double up, like just make more calls, visit more sites. And so, and, and stop adding new units to the rental fleet. And, and so anyways, it was just a little, it was a little hump, 
but because we went past it all of a sudden by the end of year one we had 100 units in the field and and we've just continually added to the fleet but that was the first time i remember saying did i do the right thing am i in the right mm -hmm. place and um so there, there was a lot of pressure even just in my family situation because as business started growing my wife was like so we did this to start a family when do we get to start a family <laughs> and i'm like honey we're already growing this child that is secure right like what ah. so she she made me commit to a number and i said listen if we get 40 units out in the field then we can start trying for a family so we hit that number in october <laughs> She got pregnant right away. Yes, we thought she it would did. take time. It'll take time. <laughs> she got pregnant right away. And so now I knew I had nine months until we had 60% of her income. And then a year later, yeah. it was all on me. And so there was this huge pressure. And then in November, units started coming back. And so we just doubled down, pushed forward. But there's been a lot of moments where it was hard. I have an amazing team. So we just work hard when we need to. I try to be very open and transparent with them. Hey guys, let's celebrate the wins. Whoa guys, we got to double down here. What does this look like? And here we are 15 years later, the future's still not guaranteed. It's not. Business ownership is a massive risk. It's a wild ride and it's not for the faint of heart. Mm -mm. And it takes a lot of grit. Yeah. Encourage. <laughs> so that leads me to the, I, I've got a couple more questions. I, I let these interviews go as long as they can. And I'm telling you, we could do another hour. I have so many more questions. <laughs> Thank you for, for agreeing to answer. Cool. So the, um, you come into the equation of business, having, um, the benefit of a business degree. Not many have that. Uh, the The pattern that I will normally see in business is that the business owner is good at their thing, mm -hmm. whatever their thing is, and they're not really great at business. So you came in with, I think, an, an advantage, which is good. Um, but I'm curious if you were only to pick one of the reasons that you were successful. Do you think it was because your your business acumen or your or your um, financial knowledge or prowess financial? Do you think it was uh, family support uh, and the belief from from those that absolutely believed in you? Do you think it was having the people, the team that were there? I, I don't like this one. I always make people take this one off the table, but do you think it was just the uh, right thing at the right time? Lucky, were you lucky? Uh, what do you think was the thing that was really the catalyst or the, or the springboard for your success? One. One thing. One. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, of course, all of those factors are at play. But for me, if you, if you make me pick one, everything you listed is important, but if you make me pick one, it's actually hard work. That is my mm. main message to my children is that in life, hard work so often leads to success. It's not a guarantee for success, but because you're making me pick only one thing, um, and those that know me know that for me, it's hard work. I just and I don't disagree. Work harder yeah. than everyone else in my industry, or try to, anyways. 
Yeah. And from a parenting mm. perspective, and I tell, I have uh, actual children, kids, and then I have work kids. Uh, and I do, I say, I say the very same thing. You can have anything you want. You just have to work for it. You just have to go get it. It's yours. Just go get it. So I, I do appreciate and I do recognize and, and yeah, good answer. Cool. Well, Perfect. a lot of people want business success. They want, you know, whatever it is they're going for, you know, the toys that money can buy or the, the fame that business can bring. They want that, mm -hmm. but they're not willing to put the work mm -hmm. in to get there. Mm -hmm. And I would actually say if you get that without the hard work, you're not successful. And so often you see people that have been handed stuff uh, and, and they just, their lives fall apart because they didn't have to work for it. They and so that's, that's why I gave you that answer. And, hmm. and um, my team knows we're a work ethic driven company. We just try to work harder than everyone else. Yeah. I like it. You're Western Canada right now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Uh, What's it look like? What's secure rate look like? Great question. And I, I, if I had a crystal ball, I would tell you exactly. But here's, here's the vision that we have for the company. So coming into 2020, as we know, it's been an uncertain year with, with COVID. Life is always uncertain. And then you throw a global pandemic in just and pandemic. It, it, it just in those early months, we just didn't know which direction it was going to go. Um, but we already had some plans in the works for growth. And so, you know, we, we did press pause for a couple of months and we did want to see where this were going, mm -hmm. but was going, but um, we, we worked harder than we had and just in a different way. And um, we watched the numbers and the trends for our company. Mm -hmm. And we, we provide a very important service to people that are uh, doing really, really well and people that are struggling, we kind of have a different offering that works for mm. both residential and commercial clients in, in, at both ends of the spectrum. Okay. So our company has actually weathered the storm quite well. And so a few months ago, we decided that all of these growth strategies and initiatives that we had going, we were going to, we were going to pick them up and we were going to push ahead. And, Good. and it, it was a bold move. Mm -hmm. it, Trust me, it didn't go without a lot of thought and stress. And you're always wondering, am I doing the right thing? Is now the right time? But we hired a general manager. And so I'm really excited. Her name is Tracy Anderson, and she comes from Aquaterra Corporation in Alberta, which mm -hmm. is a utility corporation and really has that people focus that is so important at Secure Right, but has the, the corporate experience. And she's just a driver, super smart. And so we're looking forward. She's she's on the team now and, and she's been brought on to nurture what we have and to help each person on the team best be the best person that they can be mm -hmm. and 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 help cultivate them, help cultivate the company. And then we have set out a growth strategy of five new locations over the next 10 years. And so we already our, our next location is going to be secure right vancouver november 1st 2020 01 or 11 2020 it kind of has a neat ring Love to it. it and um so we've already got the the yard secured we have a branch manager in place and uh, we're we're scrambling to get jets in the air and things containers on the ground and um and here we go and then we have uh a plan for four more after that by the time 2030 rolls around Love it. we hope to be securely planted in what in western canada and we'll see what what secure right looks like after that but that's the goal for the next 10 years yeah. i love it yeah lucas i 
so much appreciate you one agreeing to come in uh, but two being so open and sharing the journey and some of the uh, stories that you shared with us today because I know uh, that people that watch this and listen uh, will be inspired and I know that it will add a new element of thought or conversation uh, if they've been sitting on the sidelines uh, going into entrepreneurship. So thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, it was just a total delight and honor to share a few stories with you and spend this time with you. Thanks, Lucas. <laughs>